What's up? This is Jeff Yerhicken, and welcome to another episode of the Punk Rock Chronicles, where we talk about all things punk rock with the people who lived it. And our guest today is a very special guest. He is Spencer, the lead singer of Shattered Faith. What is up, man? Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, Shattered Faith has been a band since the late 70s, going back quite a bit, and was one of the first bands in the West Coast punk rock scene. Yeah, we were definitely in the in the forefront of it. We Sweet. were like one of the first, I guess, first wave of Orange County punk bands. Well, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Okay. Why don't you tell me about what your first earliest memories are with punk rock? <laughs> um, I think I was probably a sophomore in high school. And um, me and Carrie, the guitar player, mm-hmm. we hung out and... Um, just remember going over and like I I listened to Devo and stuff like that before that. Sure. Um, and like Cheap Trick bands were like I guess cutting edge at that time. But uh, I went to Carrie's house and um, he turned me on to the Ramones and I was like, wow, this is fucking great. And then we started buying records and and uh, when we got the Sex Pistols record, that's that's what uh, that's what changed. That was it. Me. It was that record. That record. Seventy six. You saying? Um, no, 77. 77? Yeah. I graduated high school in 79. So no, maybe 78. Yeah, 78. So were you, did you first start playing music or were you going to punk rock shows first? Like went to taking punk it rock all sh- in? Yeah, we went to punk rock shows. Um, you know, like I grew up, um, where you'd go see a band and it was like, you know, a big deal, right? Sure. Yeah. And, uh, me and Carrie, uh, I borrowed my parents' car and we drove to uh, Los Angeles and we went to see, um, I think it was like the skulls and the eyes at some, uh, you know, whatever place. And we were watching them and, and, uh, Carrie goes, dude, we could do this. And then when they got done playing, we got to talk to them. Like they were right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were literally right there. I might've been the Cathay de Grand or the mask. Um, and we were like, fuck. So when we got home, um, Carrie started putting together a band and I just, I hung out with him. Like I wasn't going to be involved in it. And, um, one thing happened, like one of the guys couldn't play, like, you know, we were, they were younger, like, uh, but one of the guys, mom wouldn't let him do it. Couldn't do (laughs) punk rock. So I had a job so I could buy a bass. So I bought a bass and an amp and, uh, started playing bass. Okay. And that band was called The Executors. The Executors. So wow. this was pre-Shattered Faith. Yeah. Wow. Do you guys play gigs? or We play some house parties. Yeah? yeah. Where, where were the house parties that you guys played at? In, in Huntington Beach, Fountain Valley. Okay. Like we were from Fountain Valley. Right, right. Yeah, we all went to the same high school. What were those parties like? Uh, <laughs> we got beat up a lot. <laughs> um, it They were not 
we weren't very well recepted you know like there's uh yeah just we got it you know it was it was chaos there it wasn't a it wasn't like a punk um a punk party there was at that time there's might have been fucking 10 punks in fountain valley oh really okay or like jocks or just yeah jocks would beat us up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so they had no idea what to expect and then you guys get up and start no, playing punk and, rock music and right and and like you know we cut our hair and and we were wearing weird clothes and it got to the point where <laughs> we would uh we'd be somewhere and these guys these fucking same the same jocks would show up and they would always fucking grab our bikes and throw them out in the street. You know what I mean? So we These got assholes. to the point where when they showed up, that's we such just... a dick move to take bikes and throw them in <laughs> well, the that's, street. We didn't like, have who does that? We didn't have a car. These, they did. Oh my God. Um, and They're so like, we got... your bike? Take that. Yeah. So we got to the point where, where when they showed up, we just took our bikes and threw them out in the street. <laughs> Here, we'll do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that confused them. It did. They're like, oh, yeah, how did. can we be assholes? We don't right. have any way to do it now. Right, right. And then when they figured out that they could go beat people up, then that's when the, the, you know, they started showing up to plug shows. Oh yeah, sounds like awesome people. Yeah, that's the way it worked. How did the evolution of Shattered Faith then? How how did you guys transition from that band to Shattered uh, Faith? It was uh, like um, just graduated high school, so it was the summer of '79, and uh, we were practicing. And uh, I just showed up to practice one day. We practiced at Carrie's house in his like where where he grew up upstairs in one of the rooms and um there was two new guys there a new guy playing drums and uh which was Skitchblade and then goblin a guy to sing mm-hmm. and um they were from huntington beach and so we started playing and now that, that's like it just one day one day trenches you know like one day it went from one band to another band yeah yeah and then that was it that was it so that was the end of the first band yeah wow so you guys would practice at uh at carrie's mom's house yeah or at in the Fountain parents Valley. house yeah how it, was how did how did mom take the practices she was cool she was cool with it yeah. it's so funny because we've been like listening to a lot of stories of people like starting starting bands and inevitably it always starts off in like a parent's garage right. you know yeah and I guess it's like it's funny because you almost like have to have like cool, understanding parents to be able to like put together a punk yeah. band back then. Well, Carrie, Carrie's mom and dad were divorced, so it's just Carrie's mom. Okay. And um, you know she was totally supportive of him. You know she got him his guitar and and like she she understood it. And and my parents were you know when uh, my parents in 1980 they uh, my dad got transferred uh, or got a job offered to uh, work in Singapore. So he moved to Singapore for like six years. And so Jesus. me and my brother had the house. So we, mm-hmm. for that time, we practiced in my mom and dad's bedroom. Well, so oh, you in had the bedroom. Yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like right. A party pad or what? <laughs> no, no, no. No. No, no, no. You were cool about it? Yeah. I mean, there was, back then, um, like when we practiced at Carrie's house, um, when the word got out, like it got to the point where there would be people stand, stand, like he had a big tree. They'd sit up in the tree and listen. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like, no way. yeah. Cause there wasn't, a, it was different. You know, there yeah. wasn't a lot of shit going on. And, yeah. uh, so when it was at my parents' house, there was a lot of times that, that I'd get up in the morning, there'd be some drunk kids in the, in the yard. 
like <laughs> taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, right? no parents around. Right, right, right. Fell out of the tree. No, no there was no trees at my parents' house. <laughs> but yeah, so we practiced in my parents' bedroom for you know a long time. That's so we awesome. had it all set up in there. Okay, so what was like the earliest like songwriting process like? Like who was writing the songs and like how did that come about? Um, me and Carrie both wrote the music. I wrote all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, just, you know, Carrie showed me how to play guitar. He showed me how to play bass, okay. right? Yeah. And I, I was not a good bass player. And like not, I'm not a good singer. Just that's how it transitioned. Um, but uh, so he showed me how to play guitar. And he said, you know, here's the seven chords, bar chords. And don't use more than like three in any one song. Yeah, and that was his definitely form. only yeah. three chords. Yeah. And, he, and so I go, okay. And and so I would, I had an acoustic guitar and I would screw around with it and then show up to, you know, to Carrie's and, and show him the thing. And he'd right. go, okay, that that's cool. And then, you know, that was it. Like the, the first song I wrote was Discontent. Okay, that was the first one. Yeah, very first song. Now, wh- uh, where did you get your ideas for as far as like the vocals? <laughs> um, news and, and, uh, pretty much yeah news what was going on in the in the news and religious stuff you know my parent my mom was like uh studied all religions so there okay. was a bunch of different we had a bunch of books and that's kind of how the name yeah. came about yeah yeah there's a lot of uh religious references in the, yeah in the lyrics so sure. so uh that that you know like just yeah pretty much what was going on in the times what were some of the early bands you were hanging out with then back in 79 80 when you guys were just uh, starting out uh like we hung out with like uh social distortion we hung out with mike ness a lot um you know uh not so much we didn't hang out with really with tsol i hung out with with uh, um ron emery a little bit and um, we skateboard together and oh, yeah. um I don't know some of the guys from Agent Orange we saw. I mean, it, pretty much it, in that in during that time, uh, the shows. Uh, if there was like twenty people to show, there was four bands playing. That was all twenty all people. All like all the members of the yes. bands like watching each other. Yes, um, hung out with the uh, Mike Conley a lot from MIA, um, but that was a couple years later. Um, the guys from the Vandals were probably the ones that we saw and, and hung out the most, like Jan and Steve-O. Oh, sure. I still you know, still talk to Jan. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we were all contemporaries, but I didn't really, like, hang out with them. We, we just hung out with the guys. With We had a group, you know, yeah, you our, our own little group of people. Yeah. Nice. So tell me about, like, your earliest recordings. Well, the first recordings we did, um, like professional recordings, first recordings ever. Well, the first ones were done, uh, you know, with a ghetto box. Oh, you guys did that? Like put, like turn the tape on and yeah. first like record and record oh, yeah, it that yeah. way. And uh, we had a song. It's called "The Omen," and uh, uh, when we recorded it, like we recorded songs before and after it, and they came out fine. But that song came out all. And it was like trippy. So it was possessed. Like the omen was possessed, basically. Yeah, yeah it was funny. It was like super funny. But 
our first real recordings was a place in Stanton called Phantom Studios. Okay. And um, I had like, uh, like I said, I had a job and so did Sketch. So we both put the money into to pay mm-hmm. for it. It was like three hundred bucks, you know, four inch tape. Yeah, the whole bit. Yep. Um, and we did uh, all the songs. Um, pretty much all the songs that are, that uh, were that Posh Boy ended up using. But like we re- we re-recorded those for him. But uh, so it was almost like demos, basically. Yeah, it was a it was a demo, and so we did that, and uh, you know it turned out good. Like we were we were super stoked on it, and we had so we had a cassette, mm-hmm. and we we made a few cassettes of it, and um, like on on Sunday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, we would all sit at Carrie's house and listen to Rodney on the Rock. Um, we like love that, and uh, that's turned us on to like a lot of the the LA bands, you know, yeah, local yeah. bands. Um, so me and my it was my girlfriend at the time, but it ended up being my wife. Um, we drove up there with the cassette. We made a cassette. Oh, nice! And she went up to the door. She's like this, you know, cute little five foot tall brunette, and uh, knocked on the door, and Rodney answered it. And um, I was sitting in the car waiting, and uh, Carrie and everyone were at Carrie's house, and uh, she handed him a tape, and like she was on her way back to the car, and Rodney's like, "All right, somebody just came to the back door and gave me a cassette oh, of a band right called Shattered Faith from Huntington Beach," and he put Trill, and the first song was Trilogy, and he played Trilogy, and I was like, "Oh my oh, god, no way!" Yeah, it was rad, and so I called up. Uh, we went to a payphone. I called up Carrie. He's like, "Dude, we're, we're on, on the, the radio!" radio. Wow. And that's that. Um, and every Sunday, Rodney would have um, breakfast with Robbie Fields, Posh Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that literally two weeks after that, uh, Rod uh, Robbie contact got like went to the Cuckoo's Nest where we were playing uh-huh. and talked to me there about if we wanted to do. Every, you know, like yeah do a single or something and we were like i don't know who he was he's like my name's robbie fields he's like british guy yeah and i'm like yeah so <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know right yeah yeah and he goes posh boy and i'm like oh cool and um that's so that's how we got on that they, so you guys started out with this doing a single and yeah then, okay he was supposed to do they were supposed to do a record and the first thing he put out was uh the future looks bright ahead cassette mm-hmm that had like four posh boy bands on the A side and on the B side it had SST bands. Oh, really? Yeah, like the Descendants are on it and I think Black Flag's wow. on it. Okay. Um, and then, so on our side it had, uh, I think Channel, like us, TSOL, Social Distortion, and I think Channel 3, I think. Sounds like it'd be a pretty sick comp. It was good, like it was yeah. good. Like it, yeah. and, and then, uh, Posh put the single out mm-hmm. and then um, put one of the, another song on uh, Rodney on the Rock, um, Volume 2, and then didn't do anything with us. Like, that was it. And so we just kind of bailed on him. And, and when we did our first record, we just did it ourselves. But being on Posh Boy, I mean, how did that actually help you guys, you know, with the exposure? Did you find out you were getting better shows? or No. Didn't really help. No, no. We weren't. <laughs> we were never trying to do anything, you know. So, 
we didn't we never had a man we've never had never had a manager ever still to this day we've never had a manager right. um so whenever shows come along somebody asks us if it's you know worth it we'll play um but we were like this was never intended to be something that like i would be 59 years old and have people <laughs> doing a thing right, that right. didn't exist a podcast talking to me about a band yeah yeah sure it's fucking 41 years old like it was <laughs> not ever you weren't trying to like make it you were just trying no, to do what you loved yes yeah it was a hobby yeah. it still is a hobby still is a hobby right yeah i have like a day job you yeah, know yeah. and music was never like gonna make me wasn't gonna make me rich and that was never the point right um we had a couple good big shows, but that was, you know, that's pretty much it. We only toured once, and that was like in 2008. Like, we just never, like, we went to Vegas and um, Arizona mm-hmm. and yeah, went up north, right, right. but never, like, this is the first time we'll ever have gone all the way to Tacoma, mm. oh, uh, you wow. know, all that far. Um, that just wasn't, that wasn't what, what, like, I wanted to do. Carrie did, and he yeah. did, ended up you know forming the u.s bombs yeah. and right they right. toured the world like fucking tons of, Lots of times yeah yeah uh what was that tour in 2008 like where did you guys go there um we went all the way across the u.s and back um we were gone for like 20 i think 26 days and we did 23 shows oh damn <laughs> so like almost and, every night yeah every night those are like where you finish you finish up the show and then you're like in the van driving to right. the next show like yeah. that night yeah yeah that's oh, exactly yeah. what we did you know so it was like 23 23 hours 23 hours and 15 minutes of moving for 45 minutes <laughs> for 45 minutes of playing um and you know we uh we broke even like so it didn't really cost us money but mm-hmm. like uh, probably 50 percent of the shows they didn't pay us what they said yeah and uh we even had a show where they they we drove all the way to Boston from New York, and they're like, they they offered us five bucks, and I t- like I took the money because like we dick. needed it, <laughs> yeah. but we were like we had nothing, and wow. and oh one of the God. other bands, it was a fucking it was a, it was kind of funny, but one of the other bands like let us go and hang out, like stay with them, mm-hmm. and that they gave us money so we could put gas in the in the van. Oh, yeah, so on the way out to New York, it was rough, but on the way back, um it was better like the band we were getting better they were, shows yeah yeah because i think we went from boston to philly and then to chicago and oh god Solid. we ended up in utah and then we went to san francisco we were going to go all the way up to seattle but it was right. like it's a fucking long drive and i drove most of the way and you're so close to home too you're just like oh right. man i just want to get home i wanted to get <laughs> home and would you do it again is that something that you foresee shatter faith doing another tour or uh, smaller ones besides you know going up north for the weekend we we'll do stuff like that we want to go to europe like everyone yeah. goes to Hell europe. yeah um there's so there's a market for it out yeah there. so yeah. we that that's like i would do that like i can take the time off of work sure. um denny would be the would be the problem doing that and, and denny and bobby both have like really good high-paying jobs I'm just a graphic artist and like what I do is not important. So graphic and, art is important. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unimportant. It's important. Very important. If you I don't do, do graphic <laughs> art, then there's no one to do the art. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't have a bunch of people waiting for me to do something. Right. Like 
they're more flexible. Bobby works for Goldstream. Right. And oh, he's shit. like okay. the, he's a VP of buying purchasing stuff. So he's he's it's a little bit different for him he's to take finishing, time off work. He's finishing like, you know, twenty five million dollar airplanes for fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And Denny works where I don't know, Denny we I don't know what he he works he does some he works for a company uh that uh builds shit and blows it up until he can't blow it up anymore. Nice. And then and then they, That sounds like a fun job. Yeah, and then they build it for the government. Oh shoot. Like so they redid like a testing the, lab or something. Well they redid like his his company rebuilt the FBI's office in LA. Like, you know, so that it's fucking, (laughs) he'll be on the way to practice and he'll go, Hey guys, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm on my way to South Africa. You know, like we, we, we wait for him like, like for a show when a fucking black helicopter shows up and he's like, okay guys. And like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's like a, like an armed escort, like right to the stage. Yeah. Like, so, you know, whatever the company's called like stronghold engineering. Okay. But so he's got a good That's job what, too, right, and, yeah. and he's like he's got he's an important. Thing. So it makes it kind of hard to tour. Yeah, like yeah. when we when we did do that tour, we mm-hmm. had to have like Denny at the literally the day before we left goes I can't do it. Oh jeez. So uh, we got a friend of ours, Tom, that would fill in for Carrie when Carrie couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is because uh, at that point Brandon was doing was playing guitar with us. Mm-hmm. So Tom did half of it, and then Tom's guitar player from his other band did the other half of it. And this guy, Steve, never even played with us. Like, he literally just showed up and, and played. Learned the songs. Wow. Uh, He's, like, yeah. learning the songs on stage. Is he yeah. like, watching your hand like, yeah. in the car? Well, yeah. you know what? Oh, he, he learned it, like, yeah, in the band. Jesus. And, and, uh, so it turned out fine. We picked up Tom uh, in North Carolina. So I think, Yeah. Um, or we picked up Steve in North Carolina. Tom drove with us to North Carolina, and then Steve finished it with us. So he had a week or two weeks to practice. So okay, wow. Um, but you know that's not a lot of time. No, and the and the very first show he played, my kid was sick. He was like got drunk and he was thrown up, so he had to play by himself. Oh no! Oh my god. But it's fuck, you know. Trial by fire, I guess. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. You know, uh, so just to kind of step back a little bit, talk about the 80s. What, so how were, how were the 80s for you guys in general? I mean, you know, the as you guys, you know, progressed and... and it was it was cool. I mean, um, like I said, we, we weren't like... Uh, we surely weren't trying to do anything. Um you know, we, we got, we played some shows like, uh, the band kind of broke up in 1987 for a few years, um, because the punk scene got just super violent. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's when, uh, like the lads and, and the league and suicidal and like, there's all these punk gangs. Right. Right. And you'd play sh- like, we'd play fenders. We play there a lot and, uh, it's fights everywhere. And stuff yeah. And like it was that, that, that was, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it was like dangerous. Not that it was dangerous. It was just like, fuck, dude, we're trying to do some fuck. We're trying to work up here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think the bummer thing with that is like, I think the people aren't going to the shows really to watch the music. They're right. they're no, they showing weren't. up. So it's like, okay, this is where we show up and like fight. Right. And it's like, you guys are just kind of like background noise. Exactly. You know, we've heard a lot of people say the same thing about that era that just like 
they were tired of just being like the soundtracks for to violence. Right. Yeah. So like if you went to we like the league were Orange County mm-hmm. and they kind of were would go where we went because mm-hmm. we had some friends in there because like it was almost you needed to have fucking some muscle with you, I guess. <laughs> so they kept us from wow. getting they kept us from getting killed. Jesus. Um, but it was like, yeah, it, it got just it got fucking silly. Like the eighty, the toward the end of the eighties, mm-hmm. it got silly. But yeah, uh, our drummer got ki- like got in a car accident and killed in eighty seven. Oh my god! And that kind of caused that kind of made things get a little weird. Like we had, um, you know, trying to find a new drummer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was bad. It was a bad deal. Oh wow! Yeah, it's hard to recover from something like that. Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you've been in, you've been like around the scene for a long time. Like, yeah. What would you say like the biggest changes are in the scene as it's evolved from when it first started, like in the seventies to where it is right now? <laughs> the age of the people that, that go <laughs> to the yeah. shows. Just old guys now, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back then, like we were all young and that's who went, like mm-hmm. that's who was into it. Yeah, there wasn't really right. many moms and dads. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't go to a show and see a kid with their mom and dad. Right. Yeah. So these days it's like the youngest kids that are at the shows, they're there because their parents brought them to the show. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and, uh, and like, like I was just saying, um, you know, we're, we're like two generations away from being unknown. Like literally, yeah. you know, if, if your mom and dad didn't listen to punk and didn't turn you on to shattered faith, uh, it would just be that kid growing up, not knowing about it. And then like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that, you know, actually anything is two generations away from being unknown. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, for the, sure. you know, you'd have to dig for it. And, uh, Shattered Faith has always been kind of like on an outlier band. Like, uh, what do you mean? Well, um, the other, like if you read, if you read anything that says orange County punk rock, It'll say social distortion, TSOL, uh, Agent Orange, whatever. Um, you'll never see Shattered Face. And so, like, we're just, uh, like, which is pretty much what we wanted. So it's, like, mm-hmm. worked out. Right. But it's, like, so we're an outlier. Like, somebody turned you on to us. Like, I doubt somebody was, like, looking for a well, band. that... That's most likely true, but also I think that, you know, like compared to say like the late nineties or something like that, the way the internet is now, it's a lot easier for these people that are influenced by other right. punk bands to find a band like Shattered Right, Fate. right, right. So I think there is probably those fans as well that are like, oh my Shattered Face, these guys are fucking awesome, dude. Let's, let me go check out some of these guys' music. Yeah. And I mean, and back then it was like a, a, a mixtape, like people yeah. would make a tape from right. Rodney. Yeah. yeah, and then that would get passed around, mm-hmm. and that's how people found out about us. Yeah, because like when we went across the United States in 2008, like we went and played shows, and there was people there that liked that, like like old, you know our age or whatever, mm-hmm. that were like, "Fuck, we always wanted to see you, but you never played." Yeah, yeah, and um, we were like, and to this day, I'm still amazed, like how the fuck, like in Germany, we're like a big deal. Like in Europe, you guys are like David Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. 
but like in in Europe, like people know who we are. And oh, shot, the, shot yeah. face. How like I how? I like the shot face. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a. I apologize to any of our German people <laughs> listening. I love. I'm German too. Look at my last name, so I I can talk German shit. Me too. So. Me too. <laughs> Barch. That's yeah, my Barch. last name. B a r t s c h. Um, but uh, he, like. There's a magazine, and I, I don't know if it still goes on, but it's called Third Generation Nation, okay. and it's a German punk scene. Okay. And, uh, like, we, like, bands that I've been in have been on the cover of it, and they love Shattered Faith. And so, like, we weren't around when they started mm-hmm. as far as it was, but they've, they've like, done, uh, like, internet interviews, like, sure. just sent me yeah. questions and I uh-huh. answered them. Yeah, yeah. But um, through Hostage Records, like I was in a band in '97 uh, called The Pushers, mm-hmm. yeah. and like I was part of the original lineup before the Ricky Barnes Pushers. Okay, and um, they got the Rick sent them the single, and they fucking loved it. And we we're next thing we're now we're on the cover of it. And then I did another band called Four Bolt Main that turned into just the Main. And they, we were on the cover of that. Really? Yeah. They just they liked what we're doing, like what I'm doing. They're just like I the Spen- the Spencer Barch scene. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. it was They're funny. Fans. It was funny. So when is your German tour going to happen? Yeah, never. Who knows? <laughs> like it's it's all it all depends on. Uh, like, ideally, we would like to go where it didn't cost us money. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. So it 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 all depends on that. Well, I got like, an idea because we're all German. Maybe the three of us can start a band. And then you can use your contacts for this person at the zine, and then we'll go and we'll live in Germany and we'll play there all the time. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Spencer, tell us what's next for Shattered Faith. Um, well, uh, Rick Bain from Hostage wants us. Uh, he gave us all a CD of old songs, like which are time. Like for some reason, our songs continue to be time like fit the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wants us to record the Omen. Um, Bomb Iran, World War Three. Um, oh God, I can't think of the name. And yeah, two others, two other old songs. Yeah, two uh, the two other ones I can't really remember anything about them. Right. But he has a recording that was we did with a ghetto. It's like he's got from a cassette a ghetto wow, blaster recording. That's crazy. Yeah, like uh, amazing. Um, Burger Records put out a cassette mm-hmm. of like old shattered like, face stuff. That was stuff. like your earliest like demo yeah, stuff. That has goblin singing on some songs and oh, me really? singing on some songs because that's the way we did it like okay there were songs that i played bass he sang and then there were songs that he played bass and i sang really yeah okay oh, like i would sing my songs uh-huh. um and uh that i wrote mm-hmm. and then uh he would sing songs with my with my words or words that he wrote and uh, that carrie wrote okay and i would play bass Nice. We we he was a better bass player than I think, and and I don't know, probably a better singer, different, you know, like a different. He was sure. like fucking definitely punk. Yeah, yeah. When we did our last record, which I think is now four years old, um, Carrie flew out on a Wednesday, and we rehearsed Thursday night and rehearsed Friday night, and then went in the studio Saturday and Sunday, and then we were done. Like we took just a couple days. Wow. And three or four of the songs we just did there because they were old songs that we never recorded that we just literally recorded them and have never played them you know what again yeah yeah played them again wow 
but like, like cool old songs. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was, we just banged it out. Cause we, every recording that Shattered Faith has is all live. Like, so. Oh, you guys don't like layer tracks? Well, we go back and do, uh, leads. Okay. Um, usually I sing scratch vocals. Uh huh. Um, and we end up using those. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice and raw. Yeah. That is a rarity these days. Well, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it just, the way it works sometimes they would uh, like we've had you know you need to go back and do that and i've gone back in and done it and we ended up still using the scratch vocals because it's just not maybe it's just the energy of like yeah while while the band is playing yeah yeah and it's it's you know i can see them usually i'm in the control room right you're not like the headphones in the booth like like doing that. i have headphones on (laughs) but i'm in like with the guy yeah Yeah, you're not yeah not isolated no else is like off doing something right 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 where does a hostage where do where do you guys record um, our last one we did at, uh, I think it's called pot of gold in, in, uh, orange. Um, before that, uh, we did, um, at Adamo's studio in Westminster. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, I think the earliest stuff we did at, uh, Mike McHugh's studio, the distillery and that stuff was all analog. Nice. Like digital really wasn't, um, wasn't quite like in 97 wasn't quite happening there. Yeah, yeah yeah it was just all like the tape stuff yeah awesome well spencer it's been awesome having you on the show man well, we appreciate you. you sharing yeah. some of your stories with us right on it's been great yeah, well um, thank you i appreciate huge, huge shatter faith fans well, we're stoked spencer's here <laughs> yeah absolutely we're definitely <laughs> well stoked. thank you i appreciate that you know it's like there's only a few of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm one you know yeah, but i, I gotta be <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right, you guys. So um, if you guys like what you hear on the podcast, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you guys like watching the videos, just make sure you stay subscribed to the YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. And uh, again, my name is Jeff Fearhaken. You guys can find me on my social media channels. I'm Stan Mueller. And I'm and- Spencer Barch from <laughs> Shattered right, Faith. Shattered Faith. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks.